VoiceAmerica.com, your Internet talk leader. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the host, guest, and its callers. You have just stepped into a crust-free zone with Dr. Pat Basile. What is crust? Well, crust is that stuff that stands between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. Crust is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living your deepest heart's desire. So get ready to do some serious crust busting with Dr. Pat Basile and break through those layers of crusty conditioning to reveal the unlimited possibilities available to you to live your life full out. Dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. And you are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And yes, you have just stepped into a crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Basile. I am thrilled to be part of the powerful lineup on Voice America. My program, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, features stories of people who are busting through the crust to live their lives full out. Right about now, you're asking, what the heck is crust? Yes, that's C-R-U-S-T. Well, let me tell you, you know, let me give you the short version of what that is. It's anything, any of that stuff, any of those beliefs, those thoughts, those actions, and between you and what you want out of life. Crust is what keeps you stuck. It's anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from taking action to live the life you desire. So if you've got any of that going on, then you're at the right place because what we do here is we bust through this stuff and we really, really explode into the life that we desire. Today, we're excited to be speaking uh, about Jim Blackburn. Uh, Jim Blackburn was appointed the lead prosecutor in the trial of the Dr. Jeffrey McDonald for the triple murder of uh, Jeffrey McDonald's pregnant wife and two small daughters, a case that spawned the best-selling book Fatal Vision and the television miniseries by the same name. I certainly remember watching this, absolutely with chills all over my body. Jim's legal career ended when he turned his license uh, in to practice law in April of 1993 and said in a letter to the North Carolina State Bar that whenever God closes a door, he always opens a window. And that window is now open for Jim as he has written a book entitled Flame Out from uh, prosecuting Jeffrey McDonald to serving time to serving tables. And today, uh, Jim will be joining us. But let me give you a little bit, uh, let me give you a little background about this, this amazing, amazing story um, and, and the journey that Jim went on to, to, to reach this particular point in his life where he is now emerged like the phoenix. He has emerged from the flame. And he has taken his life and has turned a circumstance totally into a new way of being. And so uh, what we have is a magnificent story and what he has called a magnificent defeat. And in the cross-busting you know, concept of it all, what we're talking about is how to take a look and be aware of the circumstances in our lives, how to fully understand the choices that we have, and to know that there is always, always good underneath it all for each and every one of us. You know, I, I, there's a favorite book of mine, you know, that I pick up very, you know, pick up often. And it's a book by, uh, 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 by Marcia Sinatar. And the book is called Elegant Choices, Healing Choices. 
And, you know, I don't know for whatever reason. I always open the book at the same page. I must need to read something on this page. But what, I, what, I, what I'm called to is the way Marcia talks about the struggles, the things, the patterns we have in our lives, you know, the unconscious regions of our soul. We fear our own strength and, and talent and goodness, which, when fully developed, make us visible, distinctive, powerful, and fully responsible to take on more of the things we now avoid. And what she says is, yet certain people do move forward. They inspire, lead, and help us by their courage and honesty and by the way that they direct their energies and commitments. And she says, for the most part, these people, these persons are actualizing, growing towards their best selves, and they teach us how to grow as well. That is what we're talking about in the journey and the story of Jim Blackburn. Now, let me give you a little background about this. Um, for, those, for those of you that are not familiar with the McDonald case, this is a story that goes back about regarding uh, uh, Dr. J Jeffrey McDonald, who um, was tried and accused, uh, tried and, and convicted of murdering uh, his wife, unborn child, and daughter. And uh, in that, Jim Blackburn was the prosecuting attorney and had experienced a phenomenal career uh, as the, the you know, district attorney and then to move on to practice law in a private practice. And so... <laughs> Most of us don't necessarily come to that level of fame, uh, in, you know, but we hear about people that do. And uh, it, we're talking about an, an amazing accomplishment. And this accomplishment spans both the realm of the world that we know as politics and the journey of Jim into the world that we know as spiritual uh, enlightenment energy movement. And so the story begins with this amazing, amazing trial and amazing accomplishment and conviction and moves on into looking at the career of Jim. And what Jim talks about is what he believes in this life and what it means to go down the path of success, heightened fame, unbelievable success, and to to find yourself at a place, a crossroads in life, where you now are faced with the consequence of crashing down from some circumstance, from some action that we take. And this story is an amazing story that talks about how Jim learned, Jim Blackburn learned to survive and come back to be fully, fully, fully and whole and complete, which we know here in think he has always been. Jim has always been whole and complete. We know that. But it's the journey that we talk about here. And I think each and every one of us can relate to the fact that we have taken steps in life and have come to crossroad, come to a different place. And from that place, you get to choose which direction that you go. And what we, what we learn from this amazing story that Jim, t Jim tells is that, A, you never give up. You keep looking, and you understand how life should be lived. And what Jim says is life needs to be fully with friends. Living a good life means taking care of each other, being gracious, in the, in the, being gracious to those in distress, compassionate, just, and fair. Life is holding hands and loving each other. 
because in a moment, all that makes us content can dissipate and life will never be the same. The greatest sadness would be if we missed our chance to appreciate what we had while we had it. You know, we're listening to someone who has a story that is so compelling that when we think about this journey and the events that led to the ultimate uh, uh, demise of, uh, of an outstanding uh, legal uh, profession, we, w we often wonder sometimes, do we pick ourselves up? And so the story goes on as we think about how Jim has, had gone through some very, very trying circumstances in his life. Hey, Pat. Hi, Jim. Are you there? I'm here. We are so thrilled to have you today well, on you. this I'm show. Thank you. I'm happy to be on the telephone with you in this interview. This is nice. How we is are the thrilled. where you are? I hope I'm doing a, a, a good job at talking about your journey. You've done very well. I was, I was trying to figure out who this person was you were talking about. Isn't that isn't that so often the case? <laughs> yes, I just wanted. To, I wish my mother were listening. Well, we could. You know, I'll tell you what. We will get you a CD of this, and that we will be, be able to send this to your mom. That would be wonderful. You know, I've got a question for you. Yes, ma'am. I mean, folks, folks have you know listened to me, you know, talk about this, but I, I love to ask people. For you, Jim, where did the journey begin? You know, the journey of mine began uh, before I became a lawyer when I was a young child. I wanted to be a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I'd always wanted to be a lawyer all my life. That's really what I thought I would do. And so I learned to speak. I learned to write. My dad was a good speaker, and I learned from him. And so I started out and decided I wanted to go into law. I didn't know what kind of law. But eventually, as you know, I became a trial lawyer and a criminal trial lawyer and a prosecutor. But uh, after everything fell apart in the early 1990s, I think the journey began uh, on long, solitary walks. Mm -hmm. And I would say to people, the thing that made me start coming back was learning to walk. And the best thing in the world is to learn to walk in the rain. Mm -hmm. And uh, listen to music, walk by yourself and your own thoughts. And I think that's when my journey began. You know, what you're talking about when you, you, you know, I have a friend that, that uh, does this with her clients. Walking, you know, there's just you that's and right. there's spirit. Well, that's right. You don't, there are no outside interferences. You don't have to listen to anyone else. You need to listen just to yourself. And I think walking by yourself is actually more helpful than walking with somebody many times. What did you hear? What was your inner voice? What did you hear? What was the, what was the, what was the voice saying to you to do, Jim? Well, I, I had I wasn't totally alone, I suppose. I had some of the longest conversations with God you can ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And what I was trying to figure out was, okay, I have screwed this up. What am I going to do? What did I really enjoy doing? And the best question of all, my doctor, psychiatrist, who helped me so much back then, she asked me this question, what in your life is in Technicolor? Mm. And what is in black and white? And what you want to do is you want to find out what's in Technicolor. And that's what you want to go towards because that's what's the most colorful, the most vivid, and the most real. And the other black and white are the uh, perhaps the sad things or the not-so-happy times. 
So I had to gravitate towards what would make me whole, what, what I saw in color. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. I love that, the way that, that you've just described that. Let's hold that thought for a minute, and let's take a short break right now and give our listeners a chance to call in, to speak with you. Uh, I, I know that they, they must have 100 questions <laughs> to ask you. Uh, so let me give that number out now, one 888 335-5204. Please call in to speak with Jim, amazing uh, author of an amazing book that reveals his journey from fame to flame. So, uh, you know, please call in at one 335 5204 Stay tuned to hear more about Jim's passion and how he's providing an invaluable gift uh, to other people working in the legal system. Stay tuned. Did you know that who you are and how you feel can be determined by your handwriting? It's true. And on As I See It with Ron Rice, he'll prove it. Heard every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. As I See It will discuss how profiling handwriting can do everything from matchmaking to solving crimes. Ron will show you how to detect temper, love, and jealousy in the written word, as well as have discussions on some of the most famous letters of all time, such as the John Bonet Ramsey ransom note. This show is interactive, so you can send us handwriting samples to have analyzed on the air. The written word is a powerful thing. Find out how powerful by listening to As I See It every Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com. Sometimes, day-to-day life can feel overwhelming. That's why it's good to know that you have somewhere to turn. There's a new self-help show called Win Without Losing with your hosts, Dr. Paul Volslock and Dr. Jan Cunningham. On the show, the doctors will help callers and listeners with many of life's problems. So won't you please join us every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on voiceamerica.com. Come see what all the talk is about. What about the best road experience you guys have had so far? When we're having a really good experience on the road, I usually don't remember most of it. Today, our party topic is, don't own it, don't worry. How was the premiere that Freddy vs. Jason? Wonderful. Absolutely. www.voiceamerica.com It's what you've been missing. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk www.voiceamerica.com Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting. Well, we are back, and you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. And I am Dr. Pat Basile. What we do here is bust through the years of crusty conditioning that holds us back from living life full out, seriously living life full out. That means you get to pick what you desire in this life, and you go for it. And what we do is we just knock out the big chunks of crust so that, you know, that which is already here for you shines through clearly. And so we're on Voice America on Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and again Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. We are honored, honored to have with us today author and motivational speaker Jim Blackburn. Jim is the author of the book, Flame Out from Prosecuting Jeffrey McDonald to Serving Time to Serving Tables. Flame Out is not just a memoir, but the candid telling of a very spiritual journey. 
very spiritual journey. It not only describes Jim's experiences and beliefs about the McDonald case, but also chronicles his legal troubles, which ended in his serving three and one-half months in state prison, 1994, a time which he narrates in detail. So we're here with Jim, and uh, I want to give you the number again to call in because Jim would love to give a copy of his book to you. And uh, let me give that number, one 888-335-5204. Jim, are you there? I'm here. Of course you are. You know, I want to I want to talk with you a little bit. There's there's very very powerful statements that you make about what you believe and I read that earlier um, in in the in the program in introducing you. And I would love for you to speak to this, especially, you know, to our listeners who are not familiar with your journey, you know, who are not familiar with what went on in your life to ultimately, you know, put you in a place on the other side of the legal system. But what you said and what I read is that, um, you know, what you believe is, is that it is not easy to start over. It's one of the most difficult challenges we humans face. Uh, we have to change the way we are with no guarantee of success. And so what do we want to tell our listeners about your story to inspire them to keep pushing on? Well, I think that a person should never, ever give up. Mm -hmm. I, I know that is a cliche, but I don't think a person should ever give up. But it is tough to change. People don't like to change. They don't like to move. They don't like to change jobs. They don't like to change anything. They want to stay where they are or on the same path. And sometimes you have to start totally over at square one again. And mm -hmm. what I am saying is that anyone can do that. Anyone. In order to do that, you have to, have a, you have to however, have a strong faith in God. You have to have a strong spiritual base. But there is no guarantee of success. But you must try. It's like in the uh, Yoda in the uh, old Star Wars uh, uh, films. There's no try, there's just do. And I think that's what you have to do here. You just have to do it. Mm -hmm. You have to do what you have to do and, and, and not let people get you down. You don't draw the drapes in your house. You don't close the curtains. You don't get under the covers. You get out in the sunshine and you just keep on going. And eventually, something good will happen to you. Well, isn't that the truth? You yeah. know, because what we talk about here is the fact that this is a benevolent universe. Well, I found in my own journey lots and lots of friends met in the strangest places people I never knew existed uh, or, and would never have met. And while it's true you may get some detractors, you may get some people who are naysayers and say you can't do this or you can't do that, most people will help you up mm -hmm. if you are honest mm -hmm. and if you are trying to get up. But if you make excuses, if you whine, if you, if you blame someone else, you will never make it back. You must not whine. You must not blame anyone else. You must accept your own responsibility for whatever mistakes you have made, and that is the only way you can start over. That's there is no other way. The whole idea of blaming, that I have to tell you, that is one of the top, on the top of the list in our crust-busting principles. One of the things that, you know, we say you absolutely must give up you know, pointing the finger in another direction, yet at the same time, we also say it, it, it's really a gentle finger that we look at, that we use to point at ourselves. 
Because, you know, in this process, don't you agree? You know, you talk about loving friends. Isn't that also the relationship that one appreciates with oneself? Yes. You've, you've got to love yourself. You've got to like yourself. And you asked me earlier on in the program what I thought about as I walked in those early days. And I think what you have to decide is whether or not you do like yourself. Oh, yeah. And whether or not you think there's anything good enough in yourself uh, to make it worthwhile for other people to like you. And if you come to the conclusion, as most often you will, that you do like yourself and there are worthwhile things in you, then I think you have a chance. But unless you can do that, you do not. Is there something that you did specifically to draw that out of yourself? Because so many times people say to me in the work that I do, you know, I know you keep telling me to look in the mirror and just saying I love myself. Is well, there something that worked for you? You know, I know that you talked about walking. Is there something specific that worked for you that really moved you to the place of I really need to step out and do something for the larger community? Yeah, there is. There was. And it's very strange. Um, the first thing I had to let go of was, was pride. And I had to learn to be humble. And what I mean by that, I don't mean just in a general sense. I had to really learn to be humble. And it wasn't, it wasn't losing my law license that did it. It wasn't going to prison that did it. It wasn't reading about myself in the newspaper and seeing myself on television that did it. It was when I decided that I would go and learn to wait tables mm -hmm. in a very public restaurant in my hometown mm -hmm. where I would see everybody I ever knew, wear a silly waiter's uniform, um, and, and, and serve other people. Mm -hmm. And when I learned to do that, I found that people would come up and give me attaboys mm -hmm. or shake my hand. Now, you get some stares, too, and some whispers, but you got lots of good uh, feelings back. And I learned then that, that uh, I could take what I was learning from that experience and tell other people. For example, I tell lawyers all the time that every lawyer in America should have to wait tables for at least 30 days. Mm -hmm. They would learn to be humble and not arrogant. They would learn to show up on time. They would learn to be honest. They would learn to bite their tongue. They would learn, most importantly, when you have a bad day or a bad night and you get lousy tips, you put it aside and you start over the next day and you have a clean slate. And wouldn't it be a great thing if everybody in the world could at nighttime let the day go mm -hmm. and start over the next morning fresh. You're absolutely and not, right. And not wake up in the middle of the night worrying about what you did not do. <laughs> None of us out here do that, of course. Oh, of course not. <laughs> but that's a good goal to work towards. <laughs> so really what triggered me was learning to wait tables. And if I, the other thing that did it for me was the acceptance of punishment. Uh, I did not want to. I was a tough client. I didn't want to accept punishment. I didn't want to go to jail. I didn't want to plead guilty. I didn't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. But yet, in the doing of that, it sort of freed me. And I also learned that when everybody found out everything bad about me, I no longer had anything to hide. And as a result, I was much freer. Most people go around, of course, every day hiding lots of things. They don't want people to know. And uh, that I didn't have that problem anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have to ask you this this question about uh, waiting tables. 
for a minute because, you yeah. know, I, I know for me it wasn't waiting tables. It was selling door-to-door -door vinyl siding. Right. Same idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this question. How did you come to do that? Well, there was a restaurant in Raleigh where I um, used to go all the time as a uh, big spender mm -hmm. and took clients and friends out all the time. And it was very public. And so, you know, there are, lots, there are not a lot of jobs for ex-lawyers. And so I looked around and tried to say, well, what can I do? And my lawyers and friends had always told me, Jim, people need to see that you're humble. Uh -huh. well, I didn't want to go do that. I didn't want people to see that. Mm -hmm. But then it was like I said, okay, I will go down there and be a host. I can wear a tie and be a host at a restaurant. Well, they don't make any money. They look pretty, but they make no money. And so after about five or six weeks, I said, well, you know, I bet I can do this other thing. And I did, and I learned to lose myself in doing that. I had been on the top as a lawyer with lots of responsibility, always wearing a coat and tie, always showing up in court on time. And all of a sudden, I'm the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess it was fate or something, but uh, it turned out to be the best thing I ever did in my life. Well, it probably took as much strength to do that as it did to prosecute any case I ever did. You know, my heart is so open for you right now. I am just, I am so honored to be speaking with you. That is an incredible journey. You know, let's hold that thought for a minute and take a short break. Give our listeners a chance to call in toll-free at 1-888-335-5204 to speak with you, Jim Blackburn, about how to move beyond the circumstances of your life. Reach for your dream, live it, and reach out to the larger community. So you're, speaking, you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. And again, 1-888-335-5204 to receive a, a copy of Jim's amazing book. Uh, please stay tuned. Hear more about what it's like to be on both sides of the law. Be right back. Learn how to improve the quality of your work life with Beth Sims on her show, Work Life Today. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, Work Life Today is a show that will keep you a step ahead of the changing business culture with cutting-edge ideas and applications. Learn how to immediately improve your work conditions, get motivated, and discover the power you have over your own life with Beth and her esteemed guests. Tune in to Work Life Today every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Have all your estate questions answered by John Vermillion on Estate Planning with a Purpose every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Learn how to incorporate long-term care into your estate plan, discover the benefits of charitable giving, and find out how to develop a plan that will save you money come tax time. Everyone should have an estate plan. Get your started the right way by listening to John Vermillion and his show, Estate Planning with a Purpose, heard every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Do you enjoy helping others? Are you a nonprofit group needing information on strategy, fundraising, and grants? If you answered yes, then you need to tune in to the new show, Charity Talks, with Dr. Jerry Musich, every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Jerry will discuss many topics on charity, from helping nonprofit groups with IRS regulations to helping donors measure nonprofit effectiveness. So please join us every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time for Charity Talks, right here on the Internet Leader in Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. 
www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crossbusting. Welcome back to the show, Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basilian, my guest, the internationally known author and former lead prosecutor in the famous trial of Dr. Jeffrey McDonald, and that is Jim Blackburn. Jim, your story is amazing. I, I could ask you, um, there are a million things that, that I, could, I could ask you and would love to talk with you about. Let me just say the number again for folks to call in, one 335-5204. Please call in to speak with uh, Jim and also to receive a copy of his book. You know, I'd like to ask you to, to talk to us a bit about what it was like to find out one day that, you know, there was something going on with you. And I think you talked about it as receiving both good news and bad news from your doctor. But there was something going on that you were not aware of in terms of, you know, your, your, your mental state. Would you talk with us a little bit about that? Yeah, I, uh, I went to see a psychiatrist for the first time in my life in January of 93, and I did not want to go. I did not want to go at all, but was finally forced to do so. I talked to her for a time or two, and then about a week later, I was pushed into going into a deep hospital, the psychiatric wing. I didn't want to do that either, but I finally did it because I knew that if I didn't, people would, would put me there. So I went, and I learned later in a phone call from my doctor, she said, well, Jim, I have some good news and bad news, and she says, the good news is that you know that when you have clinical depression, there are basically nine separate symptoms, and if you have five of them for a period of two weeks or longer, we can say you're clinically depressed. She says, in your case, Jim, you have all nine symptoms. Wow. You have hit a home run. And I laughed and I said, well, that's great. My lawyers will be very happy to have a defense. Uh-huh. Said, What's the bad news? And she said, well, the bad news, Jim, is I am telling you the truth. You're very sick. That was very sobering to me. And it took me a long time. And I, my best way of expressing this is I have learned and learn to tell the truth slowly. I think it's hard for people to tell the truth about themselves, but telling it slowly is maybe the only way we can do it. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time. I was in therapy for three and a half to four years, and I mean therapy, I mean like three days a week uh, for that period of time. It was sobering. It was tough to learn that you aren't well enough to take care of yourself, and there's something inside your brain that's not working right. Mm-hmm. That's a hard thing to, to accept, and it's hard because people sometimes are skeptical of that. They don't believe it. They don't understand it because they can't see it. Mm-hmm. They, they can't see a broken bone in a cast. Mm-hmm. What you've got is a broken brain. You know, one of the things I've read that you mentioned um, in here, well, there are two things, and so let me see if I can sort of talk, talk to, 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 to the one that's just come up for me. It's something we talk about a lot in the cross-busting process. You, you talk about this idea of helplessness is one feeling that comes to mind when you recall your hospitalization, and sadness is another. 
um, you also talk about the need for safety, and um, uh, and 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 also you also beyond all of that, you say that you had no doubt that your hospital stay played a major major role in keeping you alive, and you know that's that's inspirational for folks to hear of you know of that particular situation and how you look back at that now. What was that like for you? Well, it was scary. I didn't want to go. But I will tell you that having gone, I learned that people take care of you, mm -hmm. that people will let you rest, that people will not make you do more than you can do, and they will put no more burdens on you than you can accept. And they're sort of on your side. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is going to a hospital is the smartest thing a person can do mm -hmm. if that person is, is seriously ill. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in going to a hospital. There's only dumbness in not going if you need to go. Uh, because you'd, you'd certainly go to a hospital if you were sick, medically sick with some physical injury. So you should do the same thing with mental illness. There's no difference. Mm -hmm. And I learned that if I had not gone and done that, I do not think I would have survived. Mm -hmm. You know, you also mentioned that you were surrounded by some very, very loving family and friends. Would you talk to that a little bit? I was. Um, it was it was really incredible. I had a support group that was just unbelievable. They would not let, they sort of formed a circle around me mm. and uh, would not let anybody who had something negative to say in. And that's very good and very strong. And it's very helpful. Now, occasionally you did get some, some bad vibes in, but basically people were on my side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that would be true of anybody who's listening to this program. Anybody has those kinds of friends. They just need to recognize that they do. And the other important thing I would say is if a listener is not the one who's ill but knows someone who is ill or depressed, then that listener should reach out and try to help that person as well because it's so much better to try to help somebody than it is to sit back and whisper and talk about the person. You can be, you can make a great difference in someone's life just mm -hmm. by caring. It's not so important what you say to them that's the critical. It's just as important that you let them know that you care about them. That's what's important. Wow. That's, that's wonderful. This is, sounds like you have turned this circumstance into uh, truly a gift. And, you know, I, I, I talked a little bit earlier about some, uh, you know, a quote from Marcia Senator and what we do with the choices in our lives. And it sounds like you have been at several crossroads in your life. And now you're at this place where you've decided to write this amazing book. What was that like for you to put this book together and really tell it all? Well, I, uh, I had the... I started it out in 94, and it wasn't very good. Mm -hmm. uh, and it wasn't very good because I was still complaining and angry and blaming other people. Mm -hmm. It was only when I finally learned that I couldn't do that, as I said earlier in your program, that I would, that I would just be humble about it or try to be humble about it yeah. and accept responsibility. That was when I could write it and write it freely. And I, I learned that I could simply write whatever I felt or did I could say it because, you know, that was the way it was. And, and I knew that my book, if I wanted it to have any impact on people, I could pull no punches. 
I had to pull no punches. I had to just let it hang out there. There's mm -hmm. another way it could be acceptable. Well, there's something that I, 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 I want to talk with you about because, you know, I, it, it's a quote, I believe, and, and it, I think it really is directly related to what you just said. And <clears throat> it talks about a good friend of yours, uh, Pete Carruthers, and, and there's a quote in here, and it says, um, it, it says this, acceptable to God is a broken spirit and a, and a broken and contrite heart. God chooses to work through wounded, broken persons, and the wounded and broken learn to be honest in their brokenness. Life is raw, life is real, life is full of lumps in our throats and fears that keep us alone in the dark of the night. And then you go on to say, I did not want to become a broken person, but I did. And then what you talk about is what you did to overcome that adversity. So what the question I, that I have for you is, how important is your faith in all of this? And what is your commitment to take this out into the world now, your story, your experience? I think that without the spiritual faith, you will not make it. We will not make it. You will not make it. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing that you can have is unconditional love. There is not a lot of unconditional love in the world. Most of it is conditional. But your spiritual faith gives you the chance to experience unconditional love. And that is what allows any person to make it through tough times. And I think I get asked the question lots of times today uh, whether or not I wanted to go back and practice law again. Mm -hmm. And my answer is always now the same, and that is that we have lots of lawyers. We probably have too many lawyers. We don't need more, but what we do need are people who have been broken and who are trying to be honest about it mm -hmm. and tell other people their story and how they survived and started over mm -hmm. in the hopes that you can perhaps influence other people in that way. So that's really what I do. And I'm much more fulfilled with that than, than helping somebody on a speeding ticket, for example. It is about being fulfilled, isn't it, Jim? Yes. And it is about knowing, you know, what it means to be fulfilled in our lives. And so what, you know, what I'm struck by in hearing you is your courage. Um, you know, I am so deeply touched by your, your willingness to make choices in life, to step out and to take what you have learned into the world and to, to step forth in, in, in sort of, you know, this unbreakable sense of courage. And, and to take this out to a place. And now I understand that you are taking, you know, your story out and working with other attorneys. Is that right? I am doing that. I, I'm, I do that a great deal. I do that three or four times a week. Uh, I'm making a talk in about an hour to a civic group here in Raleigh uh, and plan to talk about the same sort of thing. I will go most anywhere anybody is, uh, but I, I do enjoy talking to lawyers because I, I know lawyers. Okay. And lawyers... Uh, are a tough bunch and need all the help that they can get. But so does everybody. Um, I try to speak to lawyers, not as lawyers, but as human beings. And if you can, the basic line is this, if you can, if you can take care of yourself, then whatever difficulties you're facing will take care of themselves. But if you don't take care of yourself, you have no chance of taking care of the rest of the difficulties that you're facing. That's true of lawyers, it's true of, of anybody in life. Well, 
what I would like to do is let's um, let's let's take a break. But before we do this, I, I would love to uh, let folks know how they can contact you, uh, Jim, to have you come speak with them about uh, 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 how to really uplift and enlighten um, the world of. Of, of law and, and legal system and anyone else that would like to contact you, what's the best way to contact you? Well, I have a toll-free telephone number, which is 866-790-8899. Great. And That's wonderful. And I've got wonderful. an email address at jlbwriter, W-R-I-T-E-R. Okay, and we will talk, we will announce this again. So let's take a short break right now. You're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. When we come back, Jim Blackburn will be talking with us about the principles that he has discovered to help each and every one of us bust through the crust, live life full out, and, you know, get into the world and contribute to the greater good of everyone. So please call at one 888 335-5204 to ask a question, to find out anything you'd like to know. Jim is right here telling his story in the most honest and direct way that one can. And I'm Dr. Pat Basile. We'll be right back. of your organization? If so, then tune in to Leadership Answers with Art Geyser every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. On the show, Art will discuss current trends and practices with top executives in the business world and allow you to call in with questions that pertain to your company. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and bring out the best in your employees, listen to Leadership Answers with Art Geyser every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time here on Business America Radio. You've got questions, we've got answers. Leadership Answers. All businesses need to understand their customer base. All businesses need to be able to see their financial data. All businesses need to be able to track customer responses to marketing campaigns. For help with these issues and other business solutions, tune in to InfoTrain Reports with host Blanchard Jacobus. On the show, Blanchard, an expert on business intelligence, will discuss these issues and show you how to achieve maximum performance for your company. So tune in to InfoTrain Reports every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. Robin Dane, Beth Sims, and Leah Ward-Lee. These women mean and know business. Tune in to You, Your Money, and the Workplace with Robin Dane. NASDAQ just keeps on trucking. Work Life Today with Beth Sims. Each week we explore a different topic related to creating success in our lives. And the Executive Toolbox with Leah Ward-Lee. The Medical 101, How to Keep the Entrepreneur Healthy. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On Managing Technology the Right Way, we'll talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its associated risks. Heard every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Sun Jogal, the host of Managing Technology the Right Way, will interview business leaders and other experts that have shaped the way we use technology. If you want to keep up with the changing world of technology, listen to Managing Technology the Right Way with Sun Jogal every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time right here on BusinessAmericaRadio.com. Informative, entertaining, and educational talk. www.voiceamerica.com. Come find out what you've been missing. Welcome back to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with Dr. Pat. If you would like to participate in today's program, call in at 
1-800-273-5204. Now let's join Dr. Pat for some serious crust busting. Welcome back to the show, Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life, with me, Dr. Pat, and my guest, the amazing Jim Blackburn. And, and the book that he has out, let me just talk a little bit about the book here. Um, you know, the book is called Flame Out, From Prosecuting Jeffrey McDonald to Serving Time to Serving Tables, which we've been talking about here. And uh, Jim has been just sharing his amazing story. And, you know, I, I think about this in terms of... Uh, a number of, of us that have been at places in our lives where we have just felt like, oh, how am I going to recover from this? And one of the things, Jim, I'd like to talk with you about right now are the principles that you outline in your book. There are several of them, and we've touched on them. But the one that I love, the one that I love, probably because it's the most challenging to me, is the one where you say, try to be yourself. <laughs> well, I, that's, I do say that. That's the most difficult thing you can do because you, you grow up trying to please other people and to put on these costumes that you wear uh, for other people and you're different people to different folks. and You're so much better off if you're just honest and you're who you are. And that's the only way you can survive and start over because mm -hmm. the, probably what got you in trouble in the first place was trying to be something that you were not. And when you're trying to be something that you're not, you're going to hit the wall most times. And the way to stop that is just to say, okay, I give up. People either like me or they don't like me, but this uh -huh. is who I am. And just go on. And just let the chips fall where they may. Mm -hmm. I know that's easy to say, but that's the way to do it. Well, I'll tell you, there's something that you say here, which, you know, for me, I, I kind of look at my journey, and you say, I was no longer afraid to cry or laugh in front of others. You know, I wonder how many people out there have been faced with, you know, those moments in time. Do I cry? Do I laugh? Do I chat? Do I, you know, and, and we talk ourselves out of it because oh, we're actually we afraid to take to, that step. We don't want people to see that we're hurting. We don't because we assume that that's weak. We assume that if we cry or we make a mistake and we admit it, that that's somehow being a weak person. And nobody wants to be mean. Men are particularly bad at this, mm -hmm. uh, maybe even more so than women. Mm -hmm. But uh, I will tell you, the greatest strength that you can show is to be honest and let people see the real you. That takes much more courage and much more strength to do that than it does to put on some false... Uh, oh, boy, isn't that the truth? You know, there's something else, uh, one of the other principles that you talk about that goes really hand in hand, and I'd really like to hear your story around it. You say, learn to accept grace. Well, grace is defined in my book as something that you get that you don't deserve. Mm -hmm. We all get it every day, many times a day. And we think we're entitled to it. When in fact, we're probably not entitled to it. It's just something we happen to get that, that's a good thing. Well, Jim? Yes. We have... Linda on the line that would love to speak with you. Okay. Let's bring her in. Hi, Linda. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Great. Where are you calling from? New Jersey. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. What would you like to talk with us about? We'd love to hear, we'd love to hear from you. Well, I have two questions, Jim. 
Yes, um, one is, is this a hereditary illness that you had um, in your family, or was this just something that happened to you? And well, the other question is, back is at it, it uh, Linda, I think it was, I don't know whether it was hereditary or not, except that I think my father and grandfather both suffered from it. So I think oh, really? that it was. But I don't know that I knew that at the time. I don't know that I ever focused about it. Quite frankly, to show you how prejudiced I was, I didn't even know what depression was. Didn't understand it and really didn't accept or believe in it until it happened mm -hmm. to me. Uh, but looking back I, and talking to my doctors, I think it was in the family. Hmm. I just hope I don't pass it on to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other question I have is, um, now that you've, you've worked through all of these um, issues, do you do a, anything daily to keep yourself focused and connected to God or, or whatever that is that you stay connected to? Is there a ritual that you go through? I don't know that I have a ritual or anything. I think it's just a process. That mm -hmm. I, every single day, have to keep talking to myself. It's a daily struggle. Just because you were okay yesterday, Linda, doesn't mean you're going to be okay today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a daily struggle. And I think you have to just keep on uh, talking to God, focusing on it, having conversations, uh, trying to remember what you learned. And when uh, Pat talks about these principles, you know, I'm no different from anybody else. I have to read them every day or look at them. Uh, I really do. I find, though, one of the most freeing thing that makes me feel better in any day uh, is to write. I mean, like to keep a journal or a diary. If you can sit down and write your, your feelings down about yourself in a diary or a journal on a daily basis, either on a pen and paper or on a computer, and be honest about it, it will make you feel so much better because you will have had this long conversation and you can with yourself and you can express some of your most innermost thoughts on pen and paper or on a computer. So I, that's one of the things I do every day. Mm -hmm. So that makes them real for you versus just yes, hearing them in your... Yes, it does make your... it real for me. Uh -huh. For example, if today I wrote right down uh, the events of the morning, some of them are mundane events, some of them nobody would be interested in reading. But somewhere in down there, there'll be a few sentences of, of nuggets of what I really thought. I will even write down what the weather was like, whether it was pretty or whether it was raining, or whether I spoke to someone or had some relationship with somebody or some friendship or some, saw someone or, did, or someone was kind to me. And writing that down, writing that down makes you a better person, I think. Hmm. Well, your story is amazing, and I'm and I'm glad that I listened in this morning to well, thank your story. I, hope, I wish you well. Thank you. I and you Linda, well. thank you for calling in. We will make sure we get a copy of this amazing book to you. Uh, thank you so much for your questions, and uh, uh, we look forward to hearing from you on our other shows and uh, to find out more directly what you think and how this uh, book and how this show has helped you. And Jim. Why don't you uh, let folks know how to contact you so that if Linda, in fact, does want to follow up with you, she might do that. Well, Linda, if you've got an email uh, ability, I, my email address is jlb, jlb, writer, w-r-i-t-e-r, -E at aol.com. And my telephone number is 
866-790-8899. I mean, 790-8899. 866-790-8899. That's toll-free. That's fabulous. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank and you, I look Linda. forward to reading your book. Thank you. And the best to you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Linda. Well, Jim, I'm always amazed at how quickly the time passes on this show. But really, yeah. if you if we can do this in a in in, in a, a thirty seconds, you had two other things that you mentioned for folks to do. One was journaling. What were the other two? Well, I, I think that uh, you know you just have to to you have to talk to, to God on, on a daily basis. You uh-huh. have to talk to yourself on a daily basis. Okay. And you can't give up. Can't give up. Can't give up. Okay. And I believe in angels. I believe in angels? Yes. I'm right there with you. Believe in angels. I have to tell you, I know I have had a few and I have a few right now. Yes. And so what's next for you, Jim, as we close this out? I want folks to know where you're going. I just, I'm, I hope to write another book about yeah. the events of the last few months. Okay. And, and keep on speaking. Well, I'm going to stay in contact with you because when that happens, I want you back. Thank you. You are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jim Blackburn. I have to tell you, you are awesome. You're a major crustbuster, major. I'd like to thank our callers uh, for sharing, uh, you know, their stories, their questions. Thank you, Linda, for calling in. And I am Dr. Pat Basile, and you are listening to Crustbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life. To recap, I want you to know that we have had Jim Blackburn on here who has shared an amazing story. He has risen again to success in our society and, more importantly, to understanding of who he is and what the real meaning of life is. Great crust-busting stuff, to be sure. He is a great person. He is someone that I would invite each and every one of you out there to contact and talk with and bring him into your company to, uh, to have him talk with the people there to, to inspire and to motivate and more importantly, to get a sense of how each and every one of us can reinvent, can recreate our life, regardless of the circumstances. Please find out, buy this book, Flame Out, From Prosecuting Jeffrey McDonald to Serving Time to Serving Tables, and it is by Jim James Blackbird. Uh, please do this. This is an amazing story, an amazing book. It talks about everything from his diagnosis of a major depressive disorder to where he is today and what it's like to be humble, a lesson that each and every one of us uh, could benefit from. So again, you're listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life. I'm Dr. Pat Basile. And so here's what I want to say. Next week you'll be joining our show. Our guest will be Linda Shields. She is an amazing, amazing voice specialist, and she was going to help me with my radio voice next week, and so uh, we'll be talking with her about her book, and we'll get some very specific uh, tips on what it's like in terms of what we say and how we say it. But until next week, here's here's what we're about. When you take your crust-busting steps and move forward this week, name and claim your heart's desires. Live, move, and breathe from your real self the crust-busting way. So crust-busting allows you to live life full out each day, every day, beginning this day. And thank you, thank you, Jim, for this amazing demonstration of how to do this. You are unbelievably awesome, and I will be talking with you real soon. So until next week, I'm Dr. Pat Basile. And please, take that step. Use the courage you just heard today on this show. 
and crust bust your way to an awesome life. See you next week. Ready to.